One verse of scripture and then you can be seated. John 10 and 10, Jesus said, the thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. He said, I am come that you might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Everybody say more abundantly. You can be seated. Praise God. I want to preach to you today about six steps that I believe lead to a victorious life. The steps that lead to a victorious life. I want to begin today with another foundation scripture. Uh, Galatians, the third chapter and the first verse, the Apostle Paul writing said, O foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you or who has cast a spell on you or who has deceived you that ye should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you. He said, this only would I learn of you. Receive ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are ye so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are ye now made perfect by the flesh? You started right. You started in the spirit. Now have you become so bewitched and you've become deceived in your thinking to think that you can be made perfect by the flesh? Have you gotten that far off a track that you think you can do it within yourself? I mean, we've got to have the help and the anointing of God. Let me tell you again, I appreciate every positive thought and tape and CD and book that I've ever picked up, heard, read, ever thought. But there's not enough books and tapes and CDs and speeches and motivational speakers to perfect this flesh. The only way this flesh can ever be perfected and pleasing in the sight of God is to have a transformation of a miracle from Almighty God. And this is what the Apostle Paul was talking about. Foolish Galatians, do you think you have started out? You know, this is a sad but a true thing that can happen in church, in Pentecostal church, that we can just study the Bible, preach the Bible, preach from a positive um, kind of motivational side, and try to perfect people like that. And I'm gonna tell you, thank God for it. And I'm glad, I'm glad for everybody that makes the attempt. And I'm glad again of every writer that's ever put some good thoughts in a book and good ways to live, but I, you can read them all. I mean, you can read every one of them, but I'm gonna tell you, you can never please God in this flesh. There's not enough books, there's not enough CDs, there's not a, enough ways of preaching it, there's not enough ways of speaking about it to ever change the heart of a man. The only thing in this world that can change the heart of a man is the power of the quickening spirit of the Holy Ghost. Well, somebody with me, and there's somebody out there today that believes what I'm preaching? The only thing, so he said, Galatians, I am so surprised at you that you think that you can begin in the spirit and then somebody has come along and switched tracks with you 
And now you think you're going to be made perfect by the flesh. Oh, you're so foolish. You, not any of us in this building, no man, no flesh on this earth, doesn't matter how good it is, can ever please God in the flesh. You cannot bear the fruit of the Spirit. You can attempt to bear it. You can go a long ways, but I want to tell you the only way that you can bring forth the fruit of the Spirit is through the baptism of the Spirit and presence and power of God. And not only receiving it one time and sitting back to a date and say 10 years ago, but I'm talking about not just that day, but walk in it today. Everybody say today. You've got to walk with him every day and that's what brings us and makes us such believers in daily prayer, in daily submission to God, in daily receiving our heavenly manna. That's what makes us believe in it so much is because we know without a doubt if a man does not connect up after he gets this experience and daily, daily take spiritual nourishment that he will faint along the way. He will not be able to do the will of God in the flesh. I want to hear a big amen. All right. Thank God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we've got to have the help of God. I want to emphasize that point. I want to establish that in your mind. You can't get good enough within yourself. You can't figure this out within yourself. You cannot be what God wants within yourself. It's only by the help of God and you trusting in the Lord and seeking after God that you can reach and have and live that victorious life that God intended for his people. Jesus said, I come that you may have life and have this life more abundantly. I know he was talking about this baptism of the Holy Ghost and walking and living in a new life. Everybody say a new life. Everybody say a new world. That's what we're in today. We're in a new life and in a new world. That's the reason we're so drastically different from the world because if all we're going to do is gather people and offer them more of what they've already had, how can we help them? The only way you're going to get better is to move from where you're at to another place. You've got to get the vision and realize I don't want to live here anymore and I don't want to live like this anymore. I want to be a new person and a new creation and when people become convinced of that in their mind and they're hungry to be that kind of person I'm going to tell you you're a candidate for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and that's what God does God washes your spirit everybody say Holy Spirit before you come to Christ you had a defiled spirit when you get the baptism of the Holy Ghost you will have a Holy Spirit a Holy Spirit and that is what the will of God is for every one of us. That we would live in and walk with God in this victorious life. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, man, our heart goes out to people that are just preaching a good positive message today. Thank God. Sure, they're going to help somebody. Sure, somebody's going to strive. 
But when the real pressure is on, the flesh will always crumble and the knee will always bow. The only true lasting help in this earth is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's when God comes in your life and you become what the Apostle Paul said, I'm a new creation. The old things have passed away. Oh, thank God, the old things, the old things. I pulled off the old things and I put on the new things. I put off the old life and I put on a new life. I'm a new creation. I'm a new man. I'm walking a different walk. I'm talking a different talk. I'm living a different life. And it's through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I believe with all of my heart that somebody can say, you know what, I'm going to quit doing this and I'm going to strive and God will help them. Amen. To improve in ways, be more courteous, be more kind. I, I know God can help them without even the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's just the goodness of God. That's the only goodness that is in this world is the goodness of God. That's the only goodness that's ever manifested through man is the goodness of God. It's not Satan, amen. It's not this flesh, but it is the goodness of God that works through men. And they can make an attempt and they can adjust and they can do some better. But the real change does not happen until you have repented of your sins and you have been baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ and then your sins are washed away they're left under the water and you come up as Jesus Christ come out of that tomb that is the resurrection you're under the grave you're in the water and then you come up out of the water and when you come up out of that water that is a type and a shadow of the resurrection of Jesus Christ Everybody clap your hands to the Lord today. Oh, yes, God. Aren't you happy? Don't it thrill your soul? Amen. Thank God for the rich, good blessings of the Lord. Amen. And to live this victorious life. You walk with God daily. You pray this prayer, first of all, is create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. The first step toward a victorious life is every day of your life you get up and you pray this prayer. Create, create in me a clean heart and give me a right spirit. Create within me a clean heart and let my spirit be right. That is the first step to a victorious walk with God is just having the right spirit, the right spirit with everything that you deal with. He said, cast me not away from thy presence, take not the Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me. We need to be restored. We need to be restored. There's somebody here today that if you've lost the joy of your salvation, and God wants to restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Hold, uphold me with thy free spirit. He said, then I, when all this has happened in my life, then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. He said, follow the apostle Paul in Hebrews 12 and 14 said, 
Follow peace with all men and holiness without, which no man can see the Lord. Look diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up, trouble you. Thereby many be defiled. Everybody say root of bitterness. First step, if you're going to live a victorious life, you got to get a clean heart. You got to get a right spirit. You cannot allow yesterday's problems and where people did you wrong to live in your heart. But Brother Holmes, you don't understand, I am the only one in the world is just mistreating me. They're always mistreating me. They're always leaving. They're always doing No, everybody, everybody basically gets about the same treatment. We just get it in our head that my situation is unique. It's really not. I have got a right to be bitter. No, nobody in this house has a right. You're messing up your life. You're, you're, you're not going forward. And you're not enjoying the victorious life that God intended for you to have in Christ. And it's because you've allowed the root of bitterness to spring up in your heart. And you've never got rid of that thing. And, and when you get a chance, it's, it's a javelin and you always talk about it and you always try to slip it under and you always, when somebody that you've had a confrontation with or a problem with, if you get a little chance, you just try to put that in there somewhere and slip it in that, that you don't really like them or you don't really care about them. And it is the root of bitterness and that root of bitterness is defiling you. It's defiling your spirit of walking in the victorious life that God wants you to walk in. Nobody's been done like me. Yes, there's others that have been done like you. We all get basically, do y'all believe that or not? Well, a few people do. What about the rest here today? Amen. Do you believe that we basically all get about the same treatment? Sure we do. We've had people to talk about us. We've had people to say harsh things about us. We've had people to, hey man, tell things that were not true about us. And we've been guilty of telling some things. All I've ever told was truth. Self-righteous, get off your pedestal and get down here with the rest of us and be honest. You put a spin to it. You put a twist to it. The Holy Ghost is wanting to help this church today. The Holy Ghost is wanting to help this church today. Come on, let's shed some things. The first step toward a victorious life is just getting a right spirit. The first step toward a victorious life is just saying, I am going to get up in the morning and I'm, I'm going to have a right spirit. Hey man, I'm going to have a clean heart and I'm going to have a renewed spirit and a right spirit within me and I'm going to face life with faith and victory and I'm not going to allow the root of bitterness to just keep on springing up, springing up in my life and I just rehash this and rehash it and go back over it. I'm going to put it to bed. I'm going to do away with it. I'm going to put it under my feet. I'm going to live victorious. I'm going to climb on top of it. Amen. I'm going to adopt what my dad 
used to say, and he had a saying like this, and it was, I love everybody, and I'm going to believe everybody loves me. You cannot whip a man with the right spirit. You can't get him down. He'll just pop back up. Amen. And you know what the devil's walking around with today? He's got a whole pocket full of nickels. That's what he's got. And he's walking around today, up and down these aisles, in between these pews, and he's trying to find somebody that he can put a nickel in to watch them dance a little jig and blow off steam and turn red in the face. That's what the enemy wants to do out of every one of us. The devil wants a reaction out of every one of us in this building. And when people do you wrong and you just refuse to react to them, I'm telling you, you have whipped them to their knees. They're not stronger. You are the stronger one that the fact that you just turned away and you said, I'm going to have a right spirit. And you, not any of us in this building, as I said when I started, Amen. You, well, none of us know what we will face before the day's over. Somebody may just get right in our face and just tell us what a low-down person we are. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you what, if you can have the victory and you can have the right spirit. To... See, you have to allow people to do things before they can do it. You have to allow people to take your victory before they can take your victory. They can't take it away from you if you've got it in your heart. Come on. You know what? The Holy Ghost wants to heal the sick here today. The Holy Ghost wants to lift us up. The Holy Ghost wants to give us new faith today. The Holy Ghost wants to give us a new anointing today. But we're walking around with a bunch of old junk in our heart and stupid hard feelings that we should have let go years ago and said, I'm going to shout the victory. I'm going to have the Holy Ghost. Hey, man, you're not going to get a nickel in me sideways, edgeways, backwards, no other way. Hey, man, you're not. It, you know what? It, it's people that don't have confidence in their life and in their walk with God that allow people to do that. If you know what you're doing and you know where you're headed, you can't mess with a person that knows what they're doing and where they're headed. You become a stepping stone for them. They're more resolute. They're more determined now. Well, hallelujah. I mean, the devil's not after people that are doing wrong. He's after people that are trying to do what's right. And if the devil's on your trail today, you got something to shout about because he hadn't got you yet. Come on, come on, breathe in the Holy Ghost. Come on, yield to the Holy Ghost. Come on, God's wanting to help us all today. Come on, feel after God together today in the name of Jesus Christ. In the night, would you close your eyes and clap your hands to the Lord. Oh, we bless your name today, God. We worship you today, God. Come on, close your eyes and let the Lord help you. Come on, let the Lord encourage your heart. 
Let the Lord be the refresher of your soul. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The next step in a victorious life. The next step, if you're going to live a victorious life, you're going to have to get the Lord help you to help you make good decisions. Good decisions. What we're eating from today is what decisions we made 10 years ago. Maybe further. Maybe yesterday. It's the decisions. And it's not necessarily the big decisions. It's those small decisions that we make off the cuff and too quick. And then we regret the decisions that we've made. And then we get angry. Why am I like this and there like that? Yeah, you couldn't pass up that stereo and you couldn't pass up them hubcaps and you couldn't pass up that new, 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 new this and you just maxed out everything and you move, 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 move. Why am I like this and there like that? You've allowed emotions to drive your decisions. You've not harnessed your flesh. The lust of things and the lust of the flesh makes people do stupid things. Well, boy, it's getting quiet and it's getting tight because <laughs> it's getting where we're living. So when you make bad decisions, don't start pointing your finger at other people. You're never going to get better till you go look in the mirror and say, hey, I've done every bit of this to myself. <laughs> I'm the one that decided to do that and do this sin and do that sin and buy this and sell this too cheap and pay too much for this car. Nobody's bought a car this week. Well, that's all right. You need to sometimes. Amen. Help us, God. You'll never live the victorious life until you understand the weight of decision-making and how to make a good decision. How to weigh things. Solomon, he said, uh, I had never seen this in the Bible, but it was uh, David, his daddy, talking to his boy. Boy, I sure was wanting my boy in here today. And uh, they're out there in, uh, you know, there's another church service going on while we're having this service. And he's over there preaching in that church service to the bus ministry. But uh, anyway... Uh, maybe I can see that he gets a CD of it. Amen. Hallelujah. Boy, my God, what kind of daddy wouldn't want their children to do right and do good? Get the best in life. And this is this wise man, David, talking to Solomon. He said, hear ye, ch children, the instructions of a father. Solomon is writing this. Attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, David's saying, I give you, I've given you good doctrine. Forsake ye not my law, for I was my father's son tender. David Solomon's is saying, I was my father's son tender, and 
only beloved in the sight of my mother. Solomon said, he, David, taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words and keep my commandments and live. Solomon, he taught him, said, keep my words in your heart and keep the commandments and you're going to live. Next thing he said to his boy, he said, get wisdom and get understanding. Forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, he said to his boy Solomon, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her. If you will exalt wisdom, she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou doest embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Then he said, Hear, O my son, Solomon, hear, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. David said, I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in the right path. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened or hindered. And when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her. She is thy life. Don't resent instructions, but you keep instructions because she will be your life. Oh, God, help us today. People don't want to hear, none of us, uh, the rebuke, but that's where life and help is at. You know, Solomon said, it is better to hear the rebuke of the wise than for a man to hear the song of fools. It's better to hear the rebuke. Who wants to get rebuked? Yeah, I just see everybody jumping up and down, waving their hands. Not, a, not any of our flesh in this building. Nobody wants the rebuke. But Solomon said it's better to hear the rebuke of the wise then turn on that radio and hear the song of some silly fool that lost his sweetheart in Memphis last night. What made Milwaukee famous has made a fool out of me. I just can't stop drinking. I just can't stop. Go ahead, fool. You're making Milwaukee famous. You're making the rich a little richer, but you're making a fool out of yourself down trying to pay DWIs and bending up your car and taking money that your children need. 
But you know what? This whole world wants to hear the songs of fools. They're popular. Even if they take a baby and hang him out over a rail, hang him by his foot, they're popular. Brother, I'm going to tell you, I get nauseated. I honestly feel sick feelings run through me when I think of some of these. They have, you know what? They, they have corrupted society is what they have done. Yet the news media and Hollywood glorifies them as if they're something mighty. And then if a preacher opens his mouth about the corruption of Hollywood news media and all these people that keep on keeping them in the news and keep everything they say and every little thing they do, they're always on the front page. You know why? Because they don't love our world. They don't love our God. They don't love man. Hold on just a minute. I'll show you what David had to say about that bunch. Said to his son Solomon, enter not into the path of the wicked and go not in the way of evil men. Solomon, don't you get in the path of the wicked. Oh, I'm gonna just get out here and buddy up with them and run with them a little bit, but it ain't gonna hurt nothing. I'm gonna do right. Can I tell you what you're being? Would you not be offended at me using it plain and blunt on you today? You're being a fool to think you can get out and run with people that are smoking dope and drinking beer and chasing women and think you're not going to do it. You are a fool. You will do it. You can't help but do it. You're what you run with. Let me, let me give it to you again. He said, Solomon, enter not in the path of the wicked and go not in the way of evil men. Listen to the next verse. Four things he told him Solomon to do. He said, avoid it. Everybody say, avoid it. Oh, I'm going to see how, I'm going to witness to him, Brother Holmes. No, you're not going to witness to him. That, that's your flesh working on you to get you back into the cesspool that you come out of. Hey, if you got somebody you want us to witness to, you call. Call Brother McGee. Call Brother Carter. Let them go down there to the hell holes and witness to them. They're not going to get them to smoke. They're not going to get them to drink. You're not strong enough to handle all that mess. Well, He said, Solomon, number one, you just avoid it. The next thing, pass not by it. Hey, if you're driving your car and you know it was an old hellhole stop that used to trap your soul, you know what you ought to do? You ought to go out of your way and take a detour and go, hey man, go on over here, but just take you a detour and go, what, what, why, honey, why are you going that way? Well, I just want to see the scenery over here a little bit. Hey man, I'm gonna go over here. Hey, don't drive down the street. You know what'll happen to you before you know it? That car, that steering wheel will start turning and you don't even have any control over it. It'll just pull up in that parking lot again where that old hell hole where you used to drink and shoot pool and run with your old buddies. You'll be in there getting out of the car and say, God, God what am I doing here? Well, I'll tell you why you're doing there. You did not avoid it.
You didn't do what David said to Solomon. Pass not by it. Listen to the next one. That's number two. Number three is turn from it. Number four, he said, pass and pass away. Pass away. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it and pass away. And tell me whether you'd stay straight with God if you'd use Solomon's wisdom today. Jesus said, lead us not into temptation. You keep on leading yourself right back into temptation when God's brought you out of it. Lead us not into temptation. And brother, I'm going to tell you what, you can be on Main Street and you can be doing the right thing and temptation find you. But that's a big difference in you going looking for temptation and then think I'm not going to do it. Yeah, you're going to do it. You were looking for it. But even doing right, driving down the right road all at once. Here's, like I said when I started, and this is my third time to say it, we don't know what will hit us before this day is over. And temptation can just pop right up on your hood. I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't looking per, for sin, pornography. And boom, it was just before my eyes. And that's the reason Jesus said, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. If it comes up on my hood and it pops up in front of me, I'm going to tell you what happened. The grace of God will be there to keep you. Because you've been doing what's right. God will protect you and help you. God will put his loving arms around you and pick you up and lift you up over that. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He's talking about these wicked people, wicked men. He said, for they sleep not, except they have done mischief. What makes them sleep better is because they've got into some stupid meanness. And their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. They've already taken the fall, and the only way they can get any rest is take one of our young men or young ladies and bring them down and it just ooh it feels something in their stupid head and heart they get a charge and a and a rush from that that they don't get it from no other way that they've got their slimy hands on one innocent young lady or young man and have taken them down that road then boy they really sleep good and they really get a high I'm talking about what David said to his boy, Solomon, about wicked people. He said, they eat the bread of wickedness and they drink the wine of violence. But praise God. But he said the path, here, here comes the righteous. This is the path to walk. He said the path of the just Solomon, if you'll stay with that that is right, it is the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. You know what'll happen? You'll just keep shining. 
and you'll shine more and more. The path of the righteous, the just, is a shining light that shineth more and more, more and more, further and further from sin. Not tempted like I was when I was started. I'm getting further from it all the time. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Walking down that good path, living that good life, Brother Copeland, enjoying this good Holy Ghost. I'm not going to sit in front of a television and tempt myself, put all kind of garbage in my head, trash. Don't think they don't know what sells all those programs. It's where they put the spotlights. They work hours fine-tuning that thing to get something jumping right here in your flesh and give you the rush. And that's why people go to the movies and they go to the trash cans of this world seeking for joy and they just get further and deeper in their corruption and in their condemnation. And then along comes the devil and DVD and all this other stuff. And you know, here is a gospel movie. Yeah, about like a gospel cigarette. About like a gospel marijuana. About like a Christian beer. Pentecost is so gullible. They shut down church because the Super Bowl. And two men, they find them in the advertisement kissing one another. Or a woman exposing her body. What do you tell your saints then, preachers? Is that God still all right? Where are you going to get off that wagon? Well, we've already drawn the line. We've already jumped track. Well, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Take this whole world, that means music come, but give me Jesus. Take you tell me we don't have the better life? You think we're missing something, Brother Baldwin? We're not turning back. I have started. That's where we started. Yes, Lord! Come on, singers. All the singers. The platform. Oh yes, I have started
and thank Him for that. Letting the scales fall from our eyes. Would you thank Him right now? Lord, we just want to tell you again, it is no burden to live for you. We couldn't be happier. We couldn't be happier, Lord. We're grateful for your goodness, blessings, and all of your help. Thank you, Jesus. Shake hands with somebody. Tell them I'm happy on this path.